My beloved brothers and sisters in the faith, first of all, praises be to our loving Father that we are again gathered together to continue to receive his blessings and that we may be moved to praise him all the more. As was mentioned in the opening prayer, we are gathered together for one purpose. It is to observe and to celebrate the Feast of Weeks or Shavuot, one of the seven festivals appointed by Yahuwah. We know the word festival means moedim or appointed time. You see, when mankind fell from grace on that day when Adam and Eve disobeyed the commands of Yahuwah, Yahuwah set in motion the work of redemption so that paradise can be restored. And in pursuing and enacting this work of redemption, Yahuwah is following a schedule, a timeline in the appointed times of the feast which is accomplished and fulfilled in our king Yahushua. This is why it is good, it is the will of Abba, that we express our thankfulness, our gratefulness, because of the festivals that he has given for each and every one of us. We remember just recently when we celebrate the spring festivals, which were the three, if you still remember the Passover, unleavened bread, and also the Feast of First Fruits. This is called the Spring Festivals. And we know that our King Yahushua fulfilled the Spring Festivals. However, what remains for Yahushua to be to fulfill in the future is are the Autumn Feasts. If you can see on the screen, they represent trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and tabernacles. And right in between is the festival we call what? Shavuot or Pentecost. Now, what is the purpose of Pentecost or Shavuot? Why do we call it such? Let's read what it says in the book of Leviticus, chapter 23, 15 down to 16. And you shall count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be completed. Count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath, then you shall offer a new grain offering to Yahuwah. And so when do we celebrate the Feast of Weeks and Shavuot? Bible says we have to count. How many here know how to count? I think all of us know how to count. When do we begin to count? After the celebration of the Feast of First Fruits, which was about 50 days ago. And so when we count, there are two ways we can go about it. We can count by weeks, Called Shavuot, or we can count by days, and when we arrive to the 50th day, that's when the day of Shavuot is. This is why in the New Testament, Shavuot is called what? It is called Pentecost. We count by weeks, or we count by days. Either way, it refers to the same festival, Shavuot, Feast of Weeks, or Pentecost. Now, what was significant? on the day of Shavuot. What happened during the days of Moses and the ancient Israelites on the day of Shavuot or Pentecost? We studied in the BHP, the Bible History Project. On that day, Yahuwah gave the Torah. And when he gave the Torah, he was basically announcing and confirming the covenant that he made with ancient Israel. It was like Yahuwah announcing with thunder and lightning, Yahuwah announced that Israel became his people. He said, you are my people, and I am your Allahim. Great fortune awaited the people of Israel. This is why we celebrate this Moedim, because on that day, long ago, the people of Israel received the confirmation that they were indeed the people of God. Well, fast forward to the Christian era during the days of the apostles. Did they also observe Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks? Let's read Acts 20, verse 16 and Corinthians 16, 8. Paul, now who was Paul? He was an apostle. At what age did he live in? Was it during the days of Moses? No, it was during the days of the Christians, during the, the days of the followers of Yahusha, the Yahushaim, right? And so the apostle Paul, did he observe Pentecost? In Acts 20, verse 16, Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus to avoid spending time in the province of Asia, for he was 
in a hurry to reach Jerusalem, if possible, by the day of Pentecost. In here in Corinthians 16, 8, but I will stay on Ephesus until Pentecost. And so what we can see, Apostle Paul carefully planned his journeys to make sure that he is able to continue to observe the day of Pentecost. This is why even during our time today, it is good, it is the will of Abba that we observe the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost to express our thankfulness to Yahuwah for what he did on that day. But you know, there was something else that Yahuwah did through Yahushua, our king, on the day of Pentecost that we must remember and also be thankful for. What is that? What also happened on the day of Pentecost? The book of Acts 2, 1 to 4. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. What also happened on the day of Pentecost during ancient times, the Torah was given. During the days of the Christians, the Holy Spirit was given. This is why when they met together for worship on that awaited day, that promised day of Pentecost, the day of Shavuot, the believers of our King Yahushua received the promised Holy Spirit. You know, what were they able to do? Because of the Holy Spirit in them, Bible says they began to speak in tongues because the Spirit gave them the ability to do so. You see, that's what the Spirit is able to do in our life. It's able to give us abilities that we could not otherwise have and we can do things that we could not otherwise do because of the ability given to us through the Holy Spirit. Back then, people began to speak in tongues. Today, there's no need for us to speak in tongues. You know why? Because we have Google for that right? It's called Google Translate. But back then, they did not have that. It was needed for the people to understand and receive the gospel message. But today, we have other needs. And so the Holy Spirit will give us the ability so that whatever need we have, whatever need the assembly might have, all the challenges will be faced through the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you believe that, brothers and sisters? We must. We must have faith in that. And what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? Because it was given to us as a gift. And whenever Yahuwah gives something to us, because he has a purpose. And so what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? Why were the followers of Yahusha instructed to wait to receive that power before they went on witnessing? Let's read what it says in the book of Acts chapter 1. Verses 4 and 8, this is written. Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift, he promised. As I told you before, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth and so what is one purpose of the giving of the gift of the holy spirit here our king yahushua speaking to his disciples he said to them don't leave jerusalem it's not yet time you haven't received the gift yet that was promised what is that gift that was promised again what was that that's the gift of the holy spirit and so they had to wait to receive that gift before they can go on witnessing. And when was this gift given to them? Pentecost, Shavuot. And when they received that gift of the Holy Spirit, what were they able to do? They were able to witness and to testify about our King Yahushua. This is also what we need to do. 
Raise your hand. Are we doing this? Because the Bible says that this is one purpose for why we were given the gift of the Holy Spirit. We need to talk about our king, Yahushua. How many here like to talk about our king? I know many of us sometimes were so zealous in talking about our political candidates, right? I'm for this person. I'm for that person. But when was the last time we talked about our king? When was the last time we talked to people about the king of kings, Yahusha HaMashiach? What do we need to say to all the people about our king, Yahusha? Number one, that he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Number two, that he died, was buried, and was resurrected for the sake of our salvation. We need to spread this message. This is the good news of the gospel. What also is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? We know one purpose is for us to witness to the people about our King Yahushua. What also is another purpose? Corinthians chapter 12, 4 down to 7. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit gives them. There are different ways of serving, but the same Lord is served. There are different abilities to perform service, but the same God gives ability to, to all for their particular service. The Spirit's presence is shown in some way in each person for the good of all. What also is the purpose of the giving of the Spirit Bible says, for the good of all and for the good of the body, the body of Yahushua, those who represent the followers of the king. You see, we as human beings, we also need to be strengthened. This is called the work of edification. In the first part that we read, it's the work of what? Missionary, missionary or evangelism right? This is the work of edification. You see, as the body, we need to perform service to edify and build up the body of our King Yahushua. How do we do this? By spiritual gifts. Raise your hand if you have a spiritual gift. Nobody's raising their hand, Brother Arden. Brother Arden has a spiritual gift. I'm curious to know what his spiritual gift is. Brother Arden, what is your spiritual gift? He has a lot, right? I'm sure everyone else here have spiritual gifts. For example, Brother Carlos, what is your spiritual gift? You're still looking for it. <laughs> Let us help you find it. One might say my spiritual gift is singing. I'm a good singer, right? We all have different spiritual gifts. What is the purpose of a spiritual gift? To address a need of the assembly in doing the work of our king. You know our needs today? They're different from the needs of the assembly back in the first century. Because during our time, what is our platform to witness for our King Yahushua? What is our platform? Social media, the internet, Facebook, YouTube, right? And so what do we need? We need people who are gifted in those platforms. This is why later on, we're going to show to you how each of us can contribute so that we can find our spiritual gift and help in the work of the gospel. And so one of the reasons for the giving of the Spirit is so that we can discover our gift, use them for the edification of our faith. What also is the purpose of the Spirit? Let's read the book of Galatians 5, 16 to 17. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the, spirit, to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. What also is the purpose of the giving of the Spirit? Apostle Paul tells us we ought to live by the Spirit. You see, something great happens when we live by the Spirit. The sinful nature and its cravings begins to turn us off. Isn't that good? Right? You see, there's this battle taking place in our bodies. Remember, even though we have the Spirit, we still have the flesh. 
our flesh and blood, our body. It hasn't been transformed yet. We still have human bodies. Because of this, there is this battle taking place. What is this battle all about? It's the battle between what the spirit wants and the battle between that and what the flesh wants, the sinful nature. And so who do we want to win in this battle? We don't want the flesh to win, right? We don't want the sinful nature to win. What do we want to win? We want the spirit to win. We want the spirit to prevail in our life. How can we do that? By living by the spirit. This is the key for us to be able to overcome sin and do the work of edification to prepare us for salvation. Raise your hand. How many here know how to live by the spirit? Oh, Brother Arden is like raising his hand. How can we tell? How can we tell if we are living by the spirit? How can we, con how can we tell if what is controlling and directing us is the spirit of God, not our flesh? There's a way that we can test ourselves. If we will show you the way, do you promise to test yourself? Yeah? <laughs> you sound very excited. <laughs> we should. We should test ourselves. Am I being guided by the Spirit? Am I living by the Spirit? Well, how can I know? How can I know if I'm being led by the Spirit? We read 16 and 17. Let's read now 22 down to 25. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Yahushua have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. How can we know if we are living by the Spirit? We produce evidence for that. It's not just claiming. Anyone can claim and say, I live by the Spirit. No, we got to prove it. How do you prove it? How does one prove that he is living by the Spirit? Produce the evidence. What's the evidence? It's called fruit. What kind of fruit are we talking about here? The fruit of the Spirit. We need to examine in ourselves if we have the following. Next slide, please. Do we have those qualities in our life? Are we producing the gift or the fruit of the gift, which is the fruit of the Spirit? Love. Now, when I read this list, I want you to kind of look at yourselves. Let's look at ourselves and ask ourselves, do I have love? You might be saying, I think I do. You have love. Joy. You have joy? I think I still do. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Gentleness? <laughs> you know, our gentleness was tested during the political, um, was that, uh, what was that called? Election. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> That was really tested, yeah, gentleness. And lastly, what is that called? Self-control, right? Do we have those things in our life? Honestly, let's be honest with, our, with ourselves. Do we have these things in our life? When you look at that list, right? You might say, in fact, yeah, well, you might say to yourself, brother, I think I have it. I think I have love. I think I have joy. I think I have gentleness. I think I have faithfulness. I think I have goodness and kindness. Yes, I have the spirit in me. Well, wait a minute. You know, everyone can have all that, right? Everyone can have all that. But there's a difference between spirit-powered joy, spirit-powered love, and regular or ordinary joy and love. Do you know what the difference is between spirit Powered and regular human powered, if it's spirit powered, the fruit, the virtue endures across different scenarios and circumstances in our life. 
It doesn't, in other words, it doesn't get extinguished by negative circumstances. For example, look, love. One might say anyone can have love, but what is spirit produce love? What do you think? Next slide. It's when you are able to love even when you are hated. Can we do that? How about joy? Everyone can have joy. But what is spirit produce joy? If you look at the screen, it's when we have joy, even in the deepest of sorrows. Just like the first century followers of Yahushua, they were being thrown into the beasts. They were being uh, burned alive, and they were singing hymns with joy. That's not regular joy. That's spirit-powered joy. How many of us have that? Peace? Anyone can have peace. But can we, but peace that endures even in life threatening situations, that's different. There's a war taking place in the world. There is chaos maybe taking place in our own backyard. Maybe our lives are being threatened, right? Do we still have peace? That is spirit given peace. Kindness, anyone can have kindness, but kindness that endures even in extreme need. Many of us live in poverty sometimes, hardship sometimes. Are we still able to be kind and help those who are in need? That doesn't come from our flesh. That comes from the spirit. Goodness. Anyone can be good, right? But true goodness is when goodness endures even when persecuted and mocked and maligned. Anyone can have faithfulness. But what happens when everything begins to fall apart? Spirit-powered faithfulness endures even when you begin to get sick. You begin to lose your job. You begin to have problems in your family when everything seems to fall apart. Yet you still have faithfulness that comes from the Spirit. One might say, I am gentle. That's good. Is it Spirit-powered? If it's Spirit-powered, gentleness endures even when you are provoked to anger. This is why they're able to maintain a happy marital life, right? They're able to maintain good relationships with their fellow man. That is from the spirit. Everyone can say I have self-control. But the spirit given self-control, you're able to endure even in the midst of overwhelming temptation. So now let's ask ourselves the question, do we have, do we have these characteristics? One might say, I wish I had them. But if I'm going to be honest with myself, brother, I don't have them enough. I want more of that. What do you think would happen to our life if we lived according to what is recorded here? Our life would be so much better, wouldn't it? And so how can we have the fruit of the Spirit produced in our life? If we go back to Galatians 5, 25, yeah, the Apostle Paul tells us we need to live by the Spirit, not according to the flesh. But brother, how do you do that? Because unless we live by the Spirit, the flesh will overcome us. But if we live by the Spirit, we will overcome the flesh. But how does one live by the Spirit? Here it is, by feeding the Spirit. You see, what we feed is going to be victorious. If we feed the flesh or the sinful nature, sinful nature will overcome us. But if we feed the spirit, the spirit will overcome our flesh and we will produce the gift of the spirit. Well, how can we live by the spirit? How can we feed the spirit? The book of John 7, 37 down to 39. On the last day, the climax, the festival, Yahusha stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone, who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given at that time because Yahushua had not yet entered into his Glory. Question. 
How can we live by the Spirit? How can we feed and nourish the Spirit that's in us? A long time ago, when Yahushua was still here on earth, on the climax of the festival, he's speaking about the festival of shelters, the festival of tabernacles. On the last day of that festival, Yahushua, commanding attention, he shouted. And what he shouted is our opportunity. This is something we need to remember because he shouted to give emphasis to the fact this is what we truly need. What do we truly need? Living water. That's what we need. When we give our souls living water, that's when we be begin to feed the spirit. What is that living water that was promised by our King Yahushua? What is that? What does it say in the screen? What is that living water? That is the Spirit. Yahushua offered to the people then. He wants us to drink from Him living water to receive the Spirit. But when He said that, it wasn't yet available because it was not yet time for that Spirit to be given. And so he created thirst for the people during that time to want the living water. And it will be given when, Bible says, after he enters into his glory. Do you know what must happen for our King Yahushua to enter into glory? What has to happen? This is what the disciples really could not get. Let's read what it says in the book of John. 16 verse 7. Yahushua speaking to his disciples said to them, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. Here's our King Yahushua. And the statement he makes here is a bit confusing, maybe. Maybe the, the, the disciples could not understand what our King Yahushua is talking about here. Because at that point, Yahushua was with them. They could hold his hands. They could eat with him, right? How many here would trade places to be in that, that position? Wouldn't we want to physically handle our King Yahushua? Go to his feet and embrace him? Isn't that what we want? Yahushua was there, toe to toe, shoulder to shoulder with his disciples. And then he says something, something that should make us think a provocative statement. What did Yahushua say? He said, it's best. For me to go. It's best for me to go away. Why? Why does he say it's best for me to go away? Because unless I go, the advocate would not come. What does it mean when Yahushua said he needs to go away? Where is he going? Philippines? Where is he going? Where is he going? He's going up. Right? He is going to heaven. Do you know why he's going to heaven? There's a ministry that he will fulfill in heaven. When he reaches heaven, he will sit where? At the right hand of Abba. Do you know what that means? That's a position of power and authority. There's a ministry awaiting Yahushua when he gets to heaven. And so Yahushua says, I need to go there. And once he goes there, what does he have the authority to do? What will he be able to do? Bible says the advocate will come. What does that mean? The advocate will come. I think you know what the advocate represents. What is that advocate? Let's read John 14, 16 to 18. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. What is that advocate that our King Yahushua was speaking about that he will send once he enters into glory in heaven, sitting at the right hand of Abba? What is that advocate? The Holy Spirit. You notice what our King Yahushua said about the Holy Spirit? He said to his disciples, 
you know him. You know why? Because they felt him. Why? Look at what Yahushua says. You know him because what? I want you to look at the passage. I want you to see for yourself. You know him because what? What does it say? Because he lives with you. But then something transformational take place. And then he says, he lives with you now. And what happens now? Yeah. He lives with you now. And later, later, he will be where? In you. There's a difference between the spirit by our side and the difference between the spirit being in you. You know what our King Yahush is telling us? Today, we can have what no one in the past had prior to Pentecost. What is that? The spirit not just empowering us, but the spirit in us. Brethren, I want you to really think about what that means. That means you are never going to be alone again. The spirit is in you. The spirit can be in us. When our king, Yahushua says, when he shouted to the people, I offer everyone this drink of living water. But not everyone is taking that drink. Why not take that drink today, brethren? Fill yourselves with the Spirit. What does it mean that the Spirit is in us? Yahushua then says, I will come to you. He will go into us. And who will he take with him? Who is also going to be with us? Let's read John 14, 23. Yahushua answered him, those who love me will obey my teaching. My father will love them and my father and I will come to them and live with them. Yahushua and our father, he will live with us. This is why we said, brethren, if you are a true follower of our King Yahushua, if we follow what he says, you will never be lonely. Impossible, impossible. The father and his son, he will, they will live with you. That's what it means to live by the Spirit. The more we live with the father and with his son, the more we're able to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Now, King Yahushua, he takes it even deeper. What is he also able to do by means of the Holy Spirit? Let's read Colossians chapter 127. God's plan is to make known his secret to his people, this rich and glorious secret which he has for all peoples. And the secret is, here it is, that Christ is in you, which means that you will share in the glory of God. This is the secret that we need to learn, to know, and to follow. In God's plan, ever since the beginning, the work of redemption, he wants our King Yahushua to be in us through his spirit into our hearts. And so when our King Yahushua sent the spirit on the day of Pentecost, what does that mean for us? It means Yahushua wants to be in us through his spirit. And when he is in us through his spirit, we become stronger. Unfortunately, this is what's missing in the lives of many people. We fail sometimes to drink from the living water. Every day, brethren, let's learn to drink from that water. It's called devotion. When we sit at the feet of our King Yahushua and get the spirit from him, when we open our heart to him and say to him, loving Mashiach, fill my heart with living water. Fill me with yourself. The more we spend time with our King Yahushua, the more we're able to receive the spirit. And when we have the spirit, then we will produce 
the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Next slide, please. This is the life that Yahushua living in us can produce. But not only that, brethren, we're almost done. But there's one more thing. And we hope that we, what we will share with you next will move you and you will take it seriously. That you will not let this message go into one ear and out the next. Put this in your heart, brethren, because this is true. When Yahuwah gave the spirit through Yahusha, what does that mean for us? What is Yahuwah announcing concerning us? Let's read the book of Romans chapter 8, 15 to 16. So you have not, so you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. On that day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came down, you know what Yahoo was announcing to the world? You are my sons and my daughters. During the days of Shavuot, during the days of Moses, when the Torah was given, Yahuwah said to his people, you are my people. But there was that distance still. Not anymore. This time on Shavuot, when he gave the Holy Spirit inside our hearts, you know what Yahuwah was saying to all of us? You're not just my people anymore. You are what? You are my sons and daughters. This is why when a person receives the Holy Spirit, he cannot help but cry out, Abba, Father. You know what the word Abba means? It means Father. But used in the context of intimacy. You see, when you see a person knock on your door, you look at the person if you, don't, if you don't recognize them, you don't let them in your house. But when you see your son and your daughter, you are greeted with a happy smile. You want them to come in, come in. And then you embrace them, right? That's the relationship between a father and a child. When Yahuwah sees us, he doesn't just see people. He sees sons and daughters. He's saying, you belong to me. I am your father. And we cry out. Abba, Father, this is what he wants us to know. This is what we must not forget. We are the sons and daughters of the creator of the heavens and the earth. And because we are his sons and daughters, he joins his spirit with ours. Do you know what that means? When Yahuwah is joining our spirit with his, what does that mean? What is Yahuwah inviting us to do? As his sons and daughters, let's read the book of Corinthians, chapter 2, 10 down to 12. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit and we have received God's spirit not the world's spirit so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us what is Yahuwah inviting us to do by giving us the Holy Spirit he's inviting us to pursue an intimate relationship with him when we think of the relationship between husband and wife we know they're very close, very intimate. But there's a barrier that prevents even closer intimacy. Because for one to be truly intimate with a person, you need to know the person's spirit. The two spirits must be joined. Yahuwah says, my spirit is joined with your spirit because there's something Yahuwah invites us to do. What is that? The Bible says he wants us to know his deep thoughts. What are they? His deep 
secrets. If you have a deep secret, you only share that secret with someone close to you. The Bible says Yahuwah has secrets. He will only share that with those close to him. And Yahuwah saying, you have my spirit in you. He wants the fellowship with us. He wants that intimate relationship with us. This is why we call him Abba, Yahuwah. He has revealed what is precious to him, his name. He has revealed his deep thoughts. So he can tell us his wonderful secrets. What is one of these wonderful secrets? We're almost done. Take a look at Romans 8, verses 23. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. Yahuwah, Abba, has wonderful plans. And he has wonderful things to freely give us. Freely because nobody can force Yahuwah to do anything. When he does things, it's because it's his desire. And the Bible says, what he will give us are new bodies. What kind of body is that? A glorious body. Like the body of our King Yahusha now. That's the body that awaits us. What does that mean? We don't have that body yet. We still have our old bodies now. This body now that we have, this is not the promise. The spirit was given. The body will follow. What is this body that we have now? It gets sick. It gets old, it suffers, it feels pain. Many of us from all over the world, when there is so much stress that we face, sicknesses, sometimes our own, maybe someone we love, sometimes it's too much to bear, right? When we bear suffering like that, when because of our physical body, we are unable to fully enjoy the gift of the Holy Spirit. Also, Paul says, that's only temporary. That's only temporary. You will cry, yes. You will suffer, yes. This is why we should not think that just because we have the Holy Spirit, life is going to be perfect. No. We're going to go through difficult times. Why? Because we are still with our physical body. What then is the meaning of the Holy Spirit? The Bible says it's a foretaste of future glory. In other words, by the Spirit of Yahuwah, we not only will get to know Him in a deeper level, we will also be with Him with new bodies, a body that does not get sick, a body that will not groan anymore. And we wait for that day when our bodies will be redeemed. But while we wait for that day, he has given us his spirit to help us. Yahuwah knows. Yahushua knows. It's hard. It's hard to live our life here on earth. We go through so many trials and tribulations. We go through many sufferings. But Yahuwah gave us his spirit. And you know what? The Spirit will help us do in times of weaknesses. Let's read the final passage of our studies today. The book of Romans 8, 26 to 28. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, prays for us with groanings. It cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes 
everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Are we going through something difficult now? Are we enduring something now? Are we groaning in pain? Are we suffering beyond our ability to bear? The Bible says, don't worry. God is still in control. Whatever is happening to you, you know what he's able to do? He's able to cause all of that to work together for good. Yahoo was not yet finished with his work. When mankind fell from grace, we became enemies. At Sinai, we became the people of God. And there on Pentecost, we became the sons and daughters of God. Soon, we will be the sons and daughters of God with redeemed bodies. God causes all things to work together for good. And when all is said and done, we will leap in the, jo leap in the air with joy. But while we are here, brethren, while we groan and suffer, let the Holy Spirit help us. Sometimes we don't even know what to pray for. Isn't that true? Have you ever been stuck sometimes? When you get a bad news or you get sick, you get laid off, you have an argument and you don't know what to do. Sometimes you close your eyes and you don't even know what to say. You can't even mouth the words anymore because of the pain and suffering. Apostle Paul says, then don't say anything. Don't. Let the Spirit pray for you. You see, when we cry tears and we bring those tears to Yahuwah, Yahuwah can read those tears. He can decipher those groans. He knows exactly what we need. Let him give us that spirit, brethren. Every day drink from that spirit to sustain us, to nourish us, so that in the end, we will be with him forevermore. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, merciful Abba, merciful Abba, how precious are your words. We hang on every promise you make because we can count on them. During times of sorrow, sometimes we take for granted that you are still our Father. And so we begin to sorrow. We begin to cry. Sometimes we forget the one who can truly help us is the one who truly cares for us. That would be you. You know us through and through. You know about our past. You know about our sins. You know about our imperfections. Who are we that we may present ourselves to you? Who are we to call you Abba? But this was your plan ever since long ago. As recipients of your spirit, you have proclaimed to the angels. You have proclaimed to all. We have become your adopted sons and daughters. May we never forget this. We invite you, Abba. Live in us. We need you. Sometimes what we carry, the burdens of suffering, the burdens of illnesses, the burdens of problems, they become overbearing. Loving Abba, send your spirit, your people throughout the world, assembled in different places, yet we are one. As we approach you today, we open our hearts now. Abba, fill us, please, with living water. We can be nourished once again. Father, we know our physical bodies will sometimes betray us. We will get old and sick. We will groan in pain. But we are still filled with joy. 
when you are in us, when you are embracing us. That's all we truly need. When we have you, we have everything we need. Father, please bring us on to yourself. Our King Yahusha, behold your servants today. We are gathered in your name. We open the doors of our hearts to you. Enter in us. We want to drink living water. Teach us, loving Mashiach, to receive your spirit every day. We want to learn from you. We want to express devotion to you at your feet. If you will have us. Loving Yahusha, do not reject anyone. We are thirsty for you. We long for you. We know you are compassionate. You know what we go through. If there be those who are sick among us, and the burdens of sickness is beginning to create conflict, be compassionate. Be merciful. From heaven where you have authority, may you restore us. We believe in what you can do. You have great power. Restore and heal your servants. How we long to hear your voice. Be close to each one of us. Father, thank you for blessing this occasion. We are forever thankful to you. For the gift of your spirit. We ask and beg everything loving Abba. In the name of our Lord and Savior. Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen. May Yahuwah Abba's unfailing love and tender mercies overshadow us. The memory and peace of Yahusha HaMashiach strengthen us. And the constant companionship of the Ruach Kadash be with all of us now and forever. Amen. <laughs>